Sometimes you gotta go back to actually move forward. I don't mean all the way back to dental school. Let's face it, that was an awful experience. But when it's all said and done, you still have questions. That's what Paul and Justin are here for. To answer your questions as your dental business mentors. What's up, everybody? This is Dr. Justin. I'm here with Dr. Paul Etchison. We have been going back and forth here and trying to do our very, very best to very best answer your questions as succinctly as possible, but also trying to de- deliver value. So it's always a bit of a challenge, but we're doing great. And Paul, what's the question for today? Well, my first question is, Justin, how do we keep these episodes so freaking potent that the listeners, they, don't, they can't even handle it? It's crazy. <laughs> if you listen to the episode, I always give Justin a hard time about potent. He likes that word. I, I tend to overuse words, but it's better than impotent, like you said, right? I yeah, agree that's a little harder to see. Now, they have a for that. Yeah, they have, <laughs> come on, we're adults here. We're professionals. Okay, our question is, how do I implement things and follow through on them? Which, you know what, I, I have a lot of coaching clients that are like, hey, like, I just really need the accountability because people want to do things and they, they don't follow through. So, Justin, what, what do we do? How do we, how do we implement and follow through? Right. I think what someone's really asking when they say that is like, A, what do I do and where do I start? And B, they're saying like, is it really going to be as much work as I think it is? And like, you know, it's more like the dread of starting than anything. I think most of us know with the availability of information out there and with we talk about coaches, consultants, YouTube, you know, whatever. I mean, you learn how to do surgery on YouTube nowadays. So uh, it's uh, it's just one of those things where the information's out there and you know what it's going to take to do it. And so the chances are either A, you don't know, or B, you know, and you're dreading doing it because it's going to be a lot of work. Okay. So if you're in category A, which is I really don't know where to start or like, what should I do next? Well, that's you. You want an expert to help you with that. You want someone who's done it before. So seek those people out and you want them to walk you through what the best way to do this because you want to save time. You want to save money. You want to maximize the chances that you're going to arrive at your destination as predicted, right? You want certainty, or at least I do. That's what I like to have in my life, as much certainty as possible. And so what I would suggest is first start with what the objective is, like the goal. So the goal is to increase new patient flow in my practice. Great. Why? Right? Why? Why do I need to increase new patient flow? Well, from there, two things may emerge. You might find out like, hey, I don't actually have a new patient problem. I have like a call conversion problem or a diagnosis issue or whatever, right? Or B, you might find out like, yeah, I do have a new patient problem. I only get 12 to 15 patients a month and we're, we're doing great being comprehensive. So yeah, sure. You know, you have a new patient problem. And then the third thing you want to do is you want to say, okay, well, how are we going to go about doing that? And who do I need to do that? And how much money slash time do I need to complete that? Five things, okay? Money, time being one. So those are your resources. So go through that exercise and do that for anything you're about to go on. You're going to start to see that it gets more clear. That's the fundamentals of, in my opinion, how to set proper goals and share those goals with your team and create a path so you're super clear. Because here's the last two parts of it. If you don't have that focus and clarity and that like that direction as we described with those points, you're going to be jumping all over. You're going to find excuses not to get it done. Things will happen. You'll have the wrong person. It's just a meandering path. So I would just say do that, okay? 
And then there's the second part, and I apologize, I, I, I jumped from one to the other, but the second is the dread. So maybe you do know what it's going to take and you're just dreading doing it. Well, I think at that point, if you're dreading doing it, well, look, I don't know what else to say other than get up and get it done because there is nothing more painful than wasting time with dread and then looking back saying, man, I should have done this a year ago. The most successful people I meet in any area always say, I should have done that last year. I should have done that two years ago. I don't know why I waited so long. Why didn't I invest in myself? Not sure why I was being so frugal in the bed. You know, all these things are always regret related. It's like, just go get shit done fast. That's my philosophy. And so get it done. You know, it needs to be done. Sprint and then rest at the end of it. You know, take, take some time off at the end, but get the objective completed. So that's where I'd go with that. What's important for me, and I mentioned this on another episode, is the whiteboard. I just like to write the stuff down. And I think anything, no matter how you write it down, there's a different level of commitment and, and action that comes from like really sitting and thinking and writing. For me, I've got notebooks after notebooks of just scratch garbage that I can never find anything I need. Well, now, now we, you and I have talked about, we have the remarkables, the little digital notebooks, which are really cool. A little, a lot more organized now, but writing it down and really thinking through things. And you mentioned that dread, you know, whenever I have something that's a goal of mine or a to do that I just absolutely dread, and I know I dread it because it sits on the list. It just sits there and I'm like, I don't freaking do that. At that point, I either need to break that goal down into smaller steps or I need to go onto my calendar and schedule two hours to work on it and say, it's getting done this day. It's getting done. And when I schedule that on my calendar, I take it off my to-do list because I'll take care of it that day. I'm like, oh, what am I doing? Okay, you want to spend two hours on this? Well, I didn't want to do it, but I blocked the time to do it. So we're just going to get it done. It's like they say, the hardest part of going to the gym is just lacing up the shoes. You just got to get into it. And then all these things I dread, and I don't know if your experience is the same, is once I do them, I say, why the frick did I wait so damn long? That took me like 10 minutes, you know, and I thought it was this big monumental task that I just left there. It doesn't take that long, but you got to get that momentum and you got to go. So like if I said, how do I implement things? How do I follow through on them? Decide what those things are. That's the first part, writing it down, doing the thought process. And the other one's just find a way to get it done. If you can't get your ass to do it, either break it down to smaller goals or schedule it in your calendar. Because when it's scheduled, and I live by my schedule, if it's scheduled, it's real, it happens. And you know that that that's all I would say to that. And I think the people that are more successful are the people that can more consistently do that. And it's like we talked about in the last episode, the next big thing. What is the next big thing for you? If you continue to do the next big thing that's going to move the needle, you're going to look back. You know, If someone that does that and doesn't do that starting at the same point, they're not going to be very different in a month, two months. Fast forward two, three years, there's going to be a big gap between those two people from the person that has managed and figured out a way to implement things and follow through on versus the person that meanders and does not. So that's that's my method. That's essentially what I do. I whiteboard things, I write them down, and I schedule it. So Yeah, scheduling is a huge one, right? What gets scheduled gets done. So it's it's once you've broken it up, do that. And the only thing to add to that is figure out which of the tasks, once you've broken something large down into bite-sized pieces... Figure out which of these things that you are a best suited to do and B, what should be delegated to somebody else. Because I found that I was doing a lot of stuff. For, I'll give you a simple example, spreadsheets, right? So I was doing things with spreadsheets, putting things in. Dude, I should not be touching a spreadsheet. I mean, a spreadsheet should not be within a mile of each other. That's not a strength of mine. I'm not going to do a great job. I'm not. It's not my strength. So now there's people who will do things like that. Putting a system together. I'm great at identifying the problem, getting down to the root cause, 
constructing what would be a solution based on other expert opinion and personal experiences and all those sorts of things. But then when it comes to closing the, the loop on that and closing the door on getting that system put in written format, having the team trained on it, there's loop closers or what people call integrators or whatever else and operations folks that are much better at closing a door and doing it methodically and very accurately. So you've got to know when to pass the baton on to someone on your team who's better suited to do something. I'm a door opener. I'm not a door closer unless I have to be. So I'd rather delegate door closing to somebody. And if they're going to close the door a lot faster, a lot better, and it's probably going to remain shut because it was done well the first time. And that's what I really want is I want to find more people like that in my life. I feel like I'm more of like a revolving door. Like where my brain just goes around and around. Yeah, yeah. yeah I can relate to that too, man. It's how door openers realize they're not door closers. They keep uh, yeah. revolving yeah. door. Gosh, you know what I'm doing? This is horrible. I'm going to share this. Is I'm I'm updating hygiene schedules for 2022. Me personally. Yeah. And it's yeah. it's because my assistant that I have delegated this to, where we have two assistants on maternity leave, and so I'm going to do it, and it, and it's on my schedule. Yeah. And it's happening Sunday, Justin. I'm going to work on a Sunday. What is wrong with that? You know what? I mean, nothing. <laughs> Thank you so sweet. <laughs> you're the, you're the. Nothing is wrong with that. It's just what needs to be done. So we get we it. We are okay with that. Okay, cool. Hey, email us your questions. Info at dentalbusinessmentor.com. Until next time, have a great week and we will talk to you then.